everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? Robbie, we've given The Simpsons so much, and they give us so little in return. Why do we continue to do this to ourselves? I already told you about my blood pack with Matt Grady, Matt. I think that's that's on the record. Oh, okay. I don't know. I mean, you do this because I make you. That's that's fair. My blood pack with you, yours with Matt Groening. <laughs> it's a chain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hi, guys. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. You can access to all our bonus material. Uh, for more, you can hear episodes early and uncut. So you can hear us rambling about sparkling water and cats prior to the, the official beginning of this episode. We have a person to that's thank. That's what everyone wants. Matthew. Oh, thank goodness. We're we're sorry in advance. Thank you. We're, we're sorry. Aaron Friend. Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> thank you, Aaron. Uh, this week's episode, <sighs> we are on the road to Delaware. Uh, episode HABF04, originally aired January 29th, 2006, written by Kevin Curran, directed by Nancy Cruz, received a 5.2 rating with 9 million viewers. The chalkboard gag teacher was not dumped. It was mutual. Uh, and the couch gag in a parody of the Bonanza opening, a, a map of frontier era United States is burned out in the center, revealing Simpsons on horseback and the Bonanza theme, please. Both the chalkboard gag and couch gag were by far the most enjoyable parts of this episode. I. <laughs> Prove me wrong, Robbie. Prove me wrong. No, I'm there's I'm not arguing with you, Matt. Uh, I, I would. I, I mean, I guess I enjoyed them. I don't know. It's hard to tell anymore. Uh, I there was an immediate red flag, Matt. Oh, really? What, what was your immediate one? Full intro in this. Full intro. Full one minute plus Simpsons intro. And nowadays, back in 1990, I didn't think much of it. Uh, they also had less commercials in 1990. You know, in early, early years, uh, there were less commercials. They had more time in an episode. About a minute more time, they've said. Or even two, I think, depending on when. But now, you know, 2006 now, season 17 now, they don't have all that extra time. So when I see a, in, you know, the Scully, Mike's, the Mike Scully years were rife with this, where they clearly made the episodes as short as they possibly could. Let's have a full intro, long couch gag. Let's cut it, do as short an episode as possible. And we don't have to, we can write less frankly that's in largely like that's what it be and like you're not going to convince me in any other any other thing that that's not the truth like oh if we have a long intro and a couch gag oh the episode's only 18 and a half minutes long we could just write you know some nonsense and then they have it and then oh we wrote an episode turned it in we got 20 of them 22 whatever and now in season Which, seven, i get it 22 episodes is a lot but god dang i and i and then like that was my red flag i'm like oh no this is a full intro. I've never seen this episode before, Matt, by the way. Never seen it before. Um, this episode's I'm going to say this out of the way, right away. Before we even get into the episode, I hate it. I hate this episode. Don't it is so incredibly bad. Nothing happens in this episode. The entire episode is a setup for one gag at the end with Lisa. I hate it. it that's it. It's awful. It's And I don't know, like, I this time our, our, our patrons... With their reviews are actually much more nice than we are, Matt. So are much more nice than I'm going to say. I'm going to be very mean in this episode. I this episode made me angry as I was watching it. 
Uh, it may just be because we've watched so many Simpsons episodes and we've done this podcast for so long now. And now we just see everything. You know, we, we can very quickly go, oh, that's what that is. You know, and I think sometimes I think some of it is just if the gags work for you in this episode, you'll probably like it more than I did or or Matt did probably. Uh, but I didn't think anything was funny in this episode. I thought it I was laughing a single time. I just, I think I smiled once. I think I had a simple one time I, I went, oh, I, I, I like I had that moment of like, oh, that's that's fun. One time. I'll, I'll point it out. I remember which one it is. So we begin this episode with Bart sneaking into the principal's office. Um, we get it, also so bizarre um, because do we ever see this receptionist? Nope. Again? Brand new for this game, this episode. Yeah, we have like a, a receptionist, a secretary assistant for Skinner, who's like a older lady who's like kind of a spinster type but i'm like have we I, like i feel like i like the simpsons are like trying to play a trick on me like they're gaslighting me like acting like <laughs> she's always existed and she's just here for this one episode but she just lets bart into skinner's office and he just rifles through skinner's drawers finds a key to the steam tunnels yes obviously springfield elementary has steam tunnels because it is so incredibly old i guess I'm not necessarily against the idea of this about the elementary school having steam tunnels. I think that's fun, but it doesn't matter. None of this matters. Just none of this, literally, nothing in this episode matters because nothing happens. Like, that's the. Th this is a Family Guy. This is a Family Guy episode, Matt. Mm -hmm. That's what this is. Except that there's no like, you know, when I'm, I want to say something nice about Family. I'm like. Yeah, they write. It's only jokes. There's no character. There's no story. But sometimes the jokes are funny. There's no funny jokes. In this, so no, there's just nothing. There's just stuff happening. Uh, so Bart steals the key to the steam tunnels, uh, overlooking uh, like a videotape of Skinner at a auditioning for a dance. Like it's just okay. So Bart and Bart gets the key and. Talks Milhouse into going down into the steam tunnels with him. And here we get basically what are the two. This is me being the most generous plots of this episode. Where are the steam tunnels and Las Vegas? Just think, Milhouse. From now on, we'll always be those kids who got into the steam tunnels. We could get in trouble. Well, I don't mind. Trouble's a form of attention. Gentlemen, the moment has finally arrived. I'm renting a party bus and taking all you regulars to Las Vegas. Nevada? That's right. Well, why are you being so generous? You're usually so stingy and rat-like. Yeah, well, you remember that time I tried to hang myself and a rope broke? Well, I sued the rope company and I got a huge settlement. And a new rope. Wow. Hey, nice rope. You could hang a cow with that thing. Don't you love a plot that starts with Mo trying to kill himself? It feels like they... It's not just Mo. It's every character. But they, like, you just, they have just whittled them down to the slimmest of character traits and that is that is all they are anymore and mo is like literally they have one note next to mo it's like what mo bullet point suicide like that's all it has that's all they have anymore with mo there's nothing else 
like how many episodes in a row we just that's all we get we get mo showing up it's a suicide joke that's all we get and it's not just one time there's probably a dozen mo suicide jokes in this season alone already it's season this is episode 11 of season 17 how <laughs> why <laughs> okay well, like you said, Mo has been distilled down to one thing. Yeah. Uh, so don't worry, by the way. Don't worry if you, you don't have to remember or think about Mo ever again. This entire episode because they, they act like this Las Vegas thing matters. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Uh, we got back to Las Vegas one time uh, with an incredible... We'll, we'll cross the bridge when we get there. So meanwhile, Bart has been caught after... I think three hours of gags about steam, Matt. I feel like it was literally eternity of steam. It certainly felt like it because there was all the jokes about clothes shrinking and the whole place rusts and all the instruments are bad and just yeah. Willie burns himself four times in a row. The last time is from a vending machine that's emitting steam, and it's just interminable. And there are four, maybe five sequences like this in this episode where they it's just a long montage of gags sneer quotes gags where it's just like here's what does steam do oh well, the moisture makes oh uh ralph is has now he's, he has pee and water in his pants and all the instruments rust and like martin's hair poofs out because there, it, there's a lot of humidity like, you know, I, you're like i don't what like what's going on so they immediately catch bart there is no moment no no lengthy chase nothing like that bart is immediately caught by skinner and skinner wants to send bart to a camp i uh, this is my second clip now it is entitled details about a camp that doesn't matter to highlight the seriousness of Bart's offense, Superintendent Chalmers will be joining us by video uplink. And joining me by video uplink, State Comptroller Atkins. Can we move this along? I'm attending an important conference here in Scottsdale. You're in Scottsdale? I'm in Scottsdale at the Hyatt, room 381. Get out of here. I'm in 502. Hey, do you guys have any ice buckets down there? No, we've been using shower caps. Skidder! <laughs> you made that TV show really mad. Yes, well, you won't think it's so funny when we send Bart here. Upward Band, the toughest behavioral modification camp in Northwest Oregon. It's the only place cruel enough to straighten Bart out. They use a proven concept, tough hate, to turn around foul-mouthed hooligans. Then they send them home, quietly ticking away. Hmm, this camp's got it all. Climbing some kind of rope thing, wearing a backpack, high-fiving the black kid. It's the perfect thing to straighten you out. Oh. It's very important to get that high-fiving the black kid in there. I, this doesn't matter, Matt. No, this matters. This is, this, they, we, Not, it, it is a place for them to go. They're setting up a place for Homer and Bart to have a road trip about. Yeah, and it could mean something. It does not in this episode. There is, like, oh. that's the thing. Like, any... These are all plot devices. And I feel like that's the thing where the best, the best art. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. There's a lot of, I, I am a very big proponent of, of how all art is an illusion. It's all manipulation. 
It's all mm-hmm. making you feel a certain way. And in writing in particular, you can easily just say this person is a plot device. This person's character is not much of a character. You know, they don't have an arc. They exist to get this character to a different place. Or this is a MacGuffin, this item. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. It's not a real thing. It exists solely for, to give our character a goal. So when I say none of this matters is, well, you can make it matter. You can make the camp matter. You can make the trip to Vegas matter. And I could see, like, I could see what this episode should be, like, in a, in a normal episode where it has a story, where the camp represents a change in Bart for the better. It represents Bart reforming and being a good student, being a good kid. And the trip to Las Vegas represents Homer as a long-suffering father getting finally getting a break. You know, getting that a, a treat, a vacation where he, he, he quote-unquote deserves because he works so hard for his family. Neither of them, but they don't treat them either like they are things. They don't treat them like they're metaphors. They don't treat them like they're symbols for anything. They are... They might as just might as well just have replaced the clip with Bart needs to get to plot device and Homer can't go to his plot device because he has to take Bart to his plot device. Like it doesn't matter what you label it because they don't ever try and do the work of making them feel real of trying to erase the fact that they're plot devices. I, I don't care that they're plot devices that don't really matter. You have to pretend that they're real. Well, yeah, because there's a whole concept in television called a bottle episode, which I'm sure many of you are familiar with, where there is some reason that the characters basically have to stay in one place and talk for an entire episode. And it's used a lot of the time to get characters uh, to, you know, talk to each other and develop their relationships, work through conflicts, that sort of thing. And I think that's what they wanted this episode to be. Oh, Bart and Homer are on the road and they need to talk about their relationship and why they feel the way they do. But because they're Simpsons writers in in the teen seasons, they can't do that. It has to be filled with stupid gags and escalating the conflict between them. And it just when you do that, it ruins the whole concept behind a bottle episode. I mean, I mean, I would say most I mean, historically, bottle episodes just because they had no budget and they it was a very true it's very cheap but you can do something with them to make them worthwhile no i mean there's a lots of great bottle episodes in television and usually it is the hallmark of a great of a good writing staff when you can make a good bottle episode because they are just using what resources they have like oh we have this set we have these actors we can't do anything else we don't have money for guest stars we don't have money to go to a different location we have to utilize what we have and how can we do that organically with just clever writing with just imagination that's like that's ultimately what this is is like how can we use our imagination to make this more informative and like this is like this is road trip we're gonna take we're gonna follow homer and barn on road trip because we find out uh when homer is about to go to vegas with the, the guys uh he has to on the way drop off bart at the airport uh unfortunately bart is on the no fly list so we learn that homer is going to take him well, Homer, looks like I can't go to discipline camp, which is too bad, because I think this was the thing that would finally straighten me out. Oh, yeah? You're going to that camp, because I'm going to drive you there. Oh, yeah, that'll be way more fun than Vegas. Ah! Oh, dang, Homer ain't coming. <laughs> and Nelson saw something funny. That's the, that's the bit I smiled. 
That's the joke. That Carl, the Carl bit. Look, that's the one bit I thought was like, oh, I was like, hmm, that's cute. Um, and here, this is the setup. This is clearly the setup, Matt, where you're like, okay, I can see, I can already see the shape of this episode ahead in my mind. Bart can't fly to, we're making it Northwest Oregon because that's as far away in the continental United States that we can imagine. From almost anywhere, unless you're even in like California, it's still, you know, it's 15 hour drive or whatever. So it's so far away. So we have to get Bart there. And along the way, they learn lessons. And and by the time they get there, maybe they don't even need Bart to be there anymore. Like there's all obviously so many permutations you can use. So I'm like, OK, I want to I, but it's The Simpsons in season 17. I'm going, well, how are they going to mess this up? What's going to happen? Because it's already, this is, here, Matt, we go to commercial, eight minutes and 45 seconds. Eight minutes and 45 yep. seconds. And to just to get to, Homer is driving Bart to Oregon. Yep, and this is where the, I guess, core of the episode is supposed to start. <laughs> I know, I know. So we start off with Bart and Homer in the car, and we're getting some conversation uh, between them on their relationship. Stupid Bart makes me drive to Oregon, home of unspoiled forest, birthplace of mad groaning. Dad, neither of us want to go. Why are you doing this? Where's the old carefree Homer who likes to cut loose? You mean fun, Homer? I'm afraid serious Homer has him locked up till you're at your snooty torture camp. Fight back, fun Homer! Together we can win! It's no use. Ah, oh, come on, serious Homer! Let me out! We'll get a monkey drunk and push him down the stairs! I'll kill you the way I killed intellectual Homer! So as we can see, uh, this is not going to go well. This, this is going to go very poorly for everyone involved. Meanwhile... <sighs> oh. uh, meanwhile okay here, here we're, it's gonna get worse robbie it's gonna get so much worse meanwhile marge is selling all of the guys stuff while they're gone uh, because obviously she can't do it while they're there so while they're on their way to oregon uh she decides to what, sell Matt? all their stuff mm-hmm. why you're gonna have to be more specific <laughs> like it's multiple questions like, like that why you're right because that is very it's not specific enough because it could apply to like five different things but I, it's a twofold question. Why is Marge the character, Marge Simpson, why is mm-hmm. she selling all of Ho- both Homer and Bart's stuff while they're on this trip? Why? Is she me- just because, just because they fast to, forward to the end just to punish and they need them? Marge to go to jail. Yes. No, 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 Matt, that's a, that's a different question, Matt. This is my, that's my second question. I want you to tell me why Marge Simpson, the character, decides to sell her sons and, and her husband's things. Because that's what moms do while you're gone, is they sell all the things they think you don't need. That is why you have a psychopath for a mother. I was going to say, Marge is, is like, is she just punishing? Like, a Bart, I could see, like, certain, like, oh, well, he was bad, I'm gonna punish him. I won't. I don't buy that Marge would do that, but that's like, I like I could believe it potentially. But what did Homer do? Why is she selling Homer's stuff? Well, without his, without him being there, you're just like, oh, Marge, that's terrible. Why would you like? If my wife went on a business trip and she came back and half her stuff was gone, I'm like, oh, you sold. I sold it all. 
What do you mean you sold it all? Well, I couldn't do it while you were here. Well, no kidding, you couldn't do it while... Like, it's just the... Like, there's Marge carrying the idiot ball. Like... Oh, well, I mean, let's be fair. Everyone's carrying the idiot ball this Everyone week. carries Marge the idiot has the ball. biggest one. But, okay, so that's my first question is, why is Marge the character doing this? Second question is, why is why are we watching this? Why is this in this episode? Now we get to the point where I'm like, oh, they got to the ending. They wanted Marge to be in jail. And they figured, how could Marge go to jail? Oh, she was selling Homer's old pain pills. How do we get there? Oh, while they're gone, she sold their stuff. And it just happened to be some pain pills and blah, blah, blah. And they work backwards from there. I really don't want you to be right, but I think you're right. Like, I don't... <laughs> yep. I hate being right sometimes, Robbie, but it happens very frequently. Yeah, me too. Okay, so, uh, meanwhile, back in the car, uh, Homer is trying his best to stay mad at Bart, which is not hard, given how Bart has acted in this episode. Uh, apparently, Homer is very close to diabetes. He's one Snickers bar away. No, uh, not Snickers bar. Snicker, it's a Snickers bar pie. Yes, yeah, sorry, Snickers pie. One one yeah. slice of Snickers pie uh, from them taking his foot, which is a very specific thing. I mean, sure. I don't know what Snickers pie is, but if you gave me a slice, I would eat it. Oh, I would eat the hell of it. Oh, not not even a question right there. I'm just saying that, that that's how close Homer is, is one one slice of pie from diabetes and taking his foot. Anyway, uh, they sit next to a, another father-son in the diner uh, because they stopped to eat because Homer doesn't understand how Bart works and they really should have just gone to a drive-thru, but it's Homer for you. Uh, the other father and son are going to the Shakespeare Festival in Oregon, which sounds absolutely delightful. And I want to go to that. But obviously, Homer and uh, Bart make fun of them for it. Uh, Bart goes to the bathroom, doesn't come back. Homer eats an entire meal with Bart still in the bathroom and then starts to wonder, oh, shouldn't Bart have been back by now? Uh, we get a long joke of him wanting more bacon than exists in the world, but we don't even talk about that. Uh, so Homer goes to the bathroom to find Bart, sees an open window that Bart has opened. Bart, meanwhile, is hiding on a toilet. Uh, and sneaks out of the bathroom. Uh, Homer has gotten himself stuck in said open window, thinking Bart has gone out the back. Bart sticks the cook on him, saying that he's Homer's trying to dine and dash, which it very much looks like. Um, so at this point, Bart runs off uh, down the road, and Homer has to escape the cook, who is beating him with a frying pan. Classic slapstick. No, 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 Matt. You missed the very no? important. You missed a very important fact. Oh, what's that? It makes it so much funnier when you if you mention this. Homer is trapped in the window, and the Greek cook Stavros is hitting him in the butt with a frying pan. I mean, I said that he's been hit with a frying pan. No, but it's in the butt. Funnier if it's in the butt. It's in the butt, and then Homer, to be very precise, he says, "I'm not." And I'm. I want you to. I want you to translate this for this from because I am not sure. I'm literally do not understand. I'm not positive what the Simpsons writers intend for this. Homer okay. is trapped in this windowsill and he's getting hit in the butt with a firing pan. And <laughs> and you and you don't see it. You just see Homer's reaction. So you don't see Stavros, really. And he's like, pop! And you hear the sound effects of him getting hit in the butt with a frying pan. And you're laughing. Uh-huh. You know, you're laughing because it's so funny. And uh, then Homer says the line, Homer, leave your ass behind. Mm-hmm. What, what does that mean? Well, he's trying to say, make a joke about, oh, leave your body behind when you're in great pain and then you won't feel it. Uh, but but Homer just just wants to leave his ass behind because it's, it's, that's the part of him that hurts. OK, that's your laugh is really that's really disconcerting. Matt. So that's, I think, appropriate. Yeah, I, know. I don't it's appropriate. I, I don't. Well, well, OK, I don't know why this is happening. This takes so long. 
I cannot emphasize how it is so it takes so long. So after this all somehow resolves itself, we don't find out how. Uh, we go back to Marge, uh, and uh, Homer and she's selling Homer's and Bart's stuff at the yard sale, but nothing's selling. Uh, Flanders is buying back his stuff because, as we know, the whole family borrows stuff from him and never, uh, you know, gives it back to him. Uh, Ned finds his Joseph and the Technicolor dream coat. Uh, vinyl and then takes it home and begins singing it and we're really treated to an extended joke of flanders singing about colors oh boy talk about interminable i uh, but then matt again uh-huh. again like this is i mean this is not this is without hyperbole this mm-hmm. mo this this scene is a minute long a minute yep. of flanders from flanders walking through their garage sale buying rebound i mean buying his wouldn't they just give it to him like why like why it's this is lisa and marge wouldn't they go oh here ned we stole this from you here to have your belongings back but a minute of ned singing uh a color the colors from the uh, joseph and his technicolor dream coat about just and then a pause he walks into his house and then him opening a window and singing and then doing it again and again mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I, I found the, I found, I think if I went to hell, I found what the devil would do. Like, I'd have to just endure <laughs> this. I would endure this for the rest of my life. Where, like, literally just Ned running through the song, singing colors to me on pauses. Mm-hmm. It's and like, why is this here? Like, what does this do? It is a minute long gag that i i do not think it is worth the time especially when you just are blatantly ignoring the a plot at this point yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know what they're doing robbie i i but... just, it's just it's just staggering man it's just staggering yeah right. what are you doing what are you doing so at the garage sale yard sale whatever you want to call it uh the only thing selling are homer's pain pills Mmm, Dixonum, Somnodus, Percolax. Are these for sale? I guess. They're Homer's expired pain medications. Ooh, I'm in a lot of pain. I'm, uh, breaking in a new pair of flip-flops, and my thong notch is on fire. How much? Mm, a dollar? Per pill, right? Uh, yeah. I'll take a dozen of each. Oh, wow. Drugs in a bottle. I feel like Elvis Presley. Whoa. This is so much safer than buying my illegal drugs at the playground. Bag or keister? Surprise me. Hmm. Um, I'll take all your estrogen. That's a female replacement hormone. Mm-hmm. It's for a friend uh, who's trapped in the body of another friend. <gasps> yes, it wouldn't be a teen year Simpsons episode with jokes about Flanders, or not Flanders, uh, Smithers being gay and trapped in the body of a man who wants to be a woman. Ha ha, isn't that hilarious? we have to stop do we can't we just keep going and ignore the bad parts no we there'd be nothing there'd be nothing for us to talk about this episode would be 10 minutes long uh now i auto said (laughs) auto is going through the drugs and he said and he asked marge are these for sale Mm -hmm. and marge's answer is i guess Either they are or they aren't. What? What? Do you, Marge, you put these. Did 
did Lisa just grab all your medication and put it out on the table? Like, there's no Bart or Homer here to foul things up. You have the two smart people in the family running the show. You can't have it so that you don't... Does Mar- It's expired pain meds. Like, Marge is not an idiot. Maybe Marge is... Uh inexperienced and why someone would want pain pills she doesn't know about drugs maybe i don't know matt i can't i really want to like try and push like oh yeah maybe it march is that naive where she's like oh no uh, they're expired like why why does someone else why would you, why does anyone buy pain med- like it, it doesn't matter why would you buy pain meds why would you buy expired someone else's expired pain meds this is not like complicated. You don't have to be a brain genius yep. to figure this out. Marge is clear. Like this is like this is Ralph Wiggum doing this. That's what Marge is in. Yes. This Marge is acting like she is Ralph. That is what it, it takes. Even Grandpa would understand this part. And then we get here. I'll, here's what I'll say about the Smithers. That Smithers bit. Matt, it's not openly transphobic. That's true. No one actually actively makes fun of him for it. Marge just goes, "Oh." So I will give them credit for that. But I think in the context, it's intended to be a joke at at his expense. Is it? Okay, maybe this is me just assuming the worst about Simpsons writers. I don't know. I'm going to go with yes. But I don't know what it is. Like, I want to say that it is it is actually in this case, Smithers is buying it for someone else. I think that's true. You, You may be right. Maybe that's just me being generous. I but it again, this is this is. Considering that some episodes have been just blatantly transphobic, this is like not. You have to yeah, like. That's re- a good point. Maybe to, it is for. You have to read into it to make it feel offensive. So maybe it's not. Also, why does why does March have a lot of estrogen pills? Yeah, these are supposed to be Homer's pills. I thought. Um, what? Why are Marge's? And why does March need estrogen? All does Homer need estrogen for something? <laughs> Well, here, Matt, the problem is the answer, actual answer is they had this joke, so they needed it, they yeah. needed it to needed it to work. So also, did I am I imagining this? But Marge asks Snake bag or keister. You are 100 percent correct. So Marge isn't aware that selling prescription pain meds that aren't that are yours to someone else is illegal but is aware of the fact that people are routinely shoving it up their butt to carry it places yes you are correct (laughs) okay all right moving on yep because like we said we're tired of this nope we gotta endure Uh, yeah so homer catches up to bart on the road um sees him hitchhiking and proceeds to get distracted and run off the road. And we end the act, we go to commercial with Homer teetering off the edge of a cliff and Bart catching up to him. And we fade to black. Thank goodness. <laughs> I wish that said it there. Uh, we come back from commercial at 16 minutes and two seconds. This is, I, Matt, mm-hmm. you know, we talk a lot about how bad the Simpsons are in this run. We've highlighted the worst of the worst with manatees and DUIs and spousal uh, sexual assault. All these in in, in adopting children from China and racism and and, uh, misogyny and uh, character assassination. We've we've cataloged all these for years now. 
this minute that starts Act 3 is as bad as anything The Simpsons have ever done. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're 100% correct. It is so bad. It is like the rest of the episode, like there's bits and pieces of the episode where you're like, oh, that's okay. And like, if this made more sense, it'd be fine. But then there is, and like, there's bits where like we see Ned singing Joseph the Technicolor Dreamcoat for a minute. And you're like, okay, I get what they're going for. I don't think it's funny. I get it though. Or you, or the, the, the bits with like the valves and the, like the wacky cartoon stuff in the beginning with Bart and the steam tunnels. You're like, okay, I don't like it, but I get it. There, this act literally is a minute of an episode where it's already, you're already, you know, I have a countdown in my head. I have a timer running for the Simpsons and I'm like, you get 20 minutes and that's really hard to get character and a story and jokes, all that stuff to fit in and make it make sense. That's hard to do. And then I mm-hmm. see this to start Act Three, which is where you, this, your story should be ramping into form, where you should be like, like right in the midst of a big conflict, and you're gonna right on the the right on the edge of solving everything and everyone coming back together and everything working out. But instead, there is a minute. Again, I timed this a minute of Homer dangling in his car on the edge of a cliff, Bart running up behind him. And Homer and Homer begging, and I thought like maybe I should pull this clip, but just to illustrate my point. But I didn't want to listen to it again, so I didn't. But uh-huh. but Bart Homer thinks Bart, who is a ten year old boy, and wait, how much does Bart weigh? Eighty eighty pounds. Ten year old boy, eighty pounds. Yeah. So the back of the car is is off of the road. You know, it's 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 it, the tires are off the ground. So Bart's Homer's like Bart, put your weight on the back of the car. And then the tires will hit the ground, and then I can back up. I guess I guess their car is rear-wheel drive. Um, I mean, or, or four-wheel drive. Everyone knows the station wagon that's four-wheel drive, right? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so, one, we have to buy that 80 pounds is enough to balance this giant sedan. I mean, depending where uh, the, the pivot point is on the fulcrum, it's possible. But, yeah. That's not my, that's not my problem, enough, but I'm just going to mention it. Um, mm-hmm. My problem is Bart does it because he's worried about his dad. And literally, the moment the tires hit the ground, Homer doesn't reverse right away. He instead goes on and on about how he's going to murder his son. Like you do. Bart lets go. Homer goes, oh, I'm sorry. No, I love you, boy. And we'll do. I'll do whatever you want. And we'll never. We won't go to war again. We'll go to Vegas, blah, blah, blah. Homer, Bart does it again. Homer threatens him again. And this time worse, like says he's going to cut off his face and just it's just cartoonish. And this is, again, almost undoubtedly them telling Dan Castellaneta to improv. Yes, which he's generally good at. And I sadly at this point believe this is something Homer would do or say, but it's not fun to watch. There's a minute of Homer waffling back and forth between lying to his son and then threatening to murder him in incredibly dark and sadistic ways and Mm -hmm. it is not funny whatever they're going for doesn't work i don't know what i don't i honestly have no idea what's happening like i don't know why this scene exists like why why is this here like what does this do how does this deepen homer and bart's relationship like this is insane like this is the opposite of what you want to write this feels like them pulling a prank on me, Matt. 
this feels like the Simpsons right like this if I wanted to write the worst Simpsons episode on on purpose like that is what they're trying to do it certainly seems that way to me as well I just I don't like trying to play this off as something funny when it's not like what the original idea of, oh, Homer choking Bart as funny, the first time it was funny for shock value. It seems like almost every after that, it was a callback gag. And now it's gotten to the point where there's like, oh, yes, violence between Homer and Bart makes our audience laugh. And it doesn't. And not and it's not clever. There's no cleverness here. And there's there's literally a single joke. And that joke is, oh, Homer, as soon as he gets he's in safety again, he doesn't need Bart. He wants to murder him. And you're like, oh, OK. Cool. Let's hear that joke for a minute. Um, Thankfully, we cut away from that. After a minute, uh, we cut back to the Simpsons' house where Jimbo still wants to buy pills, uh, but Marge doesn't have any more pills. And at this point, Matt, I'm fairly convinced she knows exactly what she's doing. Because she literally literally says to Jimbo, I don't have any more drugs. And I made a lot of money selling those drugs. Yeah. Look at the money. And then Chief Wiggum's there. Why? How? Like, it was yesterday, right? The garage sale was yesterday. Yes. Did they, like, bust uh-huh. Otto and he immediately ratted out Marge? I mean, she did sell it to the dumbest criminal Springfield has on offer. But it's, why is Wiggum now, like, okay, whatever. There's no reason for this. This is not funny. Is Marge getting arrested hilarious? No. I guess, because, because of her whole thing with, oh, I don't have any more drugs. Oh, she was yelling about drugs when Wiggum was there. Ha ha ha. It's like the 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 hackiest of jokes. So Wiggum shows up, arrests Marge. Marge is going to jail now. Uh, so we cut back to Bart and Homer. That's the end. It that's it for Marge. By the way, we never see her again in this episode. So that's cool. So Bart uh-huh. is now in the car with Homer, and he's chained and duct taped to the the chair, to the seat, to the passenger seat. So I guess he said he saved Homer. We never really we never saw that resolved. Why did we never? We don't care. Um, Homer finally drops him off at the camp. We're like 19 minutes in this episode. Homer's there, drops him off at, at the, 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 the kids camp. Um, Rex, the birthplace of Matt Groening. That's what I'm feeling like doing too at this point. Right. Um, Homer's driving now to Vegas. He's happy. He's driving to Vegas. I, again, another interminable scene with Homer driving in his car. Starts to feel guilty, turns around, and he's going to go back and get Bart. Because mm-hmm. he feels bad about it. And we get a, a bit where Homer turns around, drives for a bit, and then accidentally gets into like a roundabout. Uh, figure eight. A figure eight, yeah. And it ends up right back where he was and starts driving uh-huh. again. Mm-hmm. And they use the same footage. Uh-huh. Literally the same footage. And then, and then Homer yeah. goes... Oh, yeah. And then turns around again. And they again use the same footage. The same footage. Yep. Like, what? Like, it, at this point, Matt, like, if it, it honestly, it feels at this point like the Simpsons are trolling me. Like, that's. I mean, what, it seems like at this point that they're trolling everybody. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I watched this episode and we never get to a story, we never get to a plot. Uh,. Mar- Marge is selling drugs for some reason. Uh, Homer is dropping off, like threatening to murder his son, and then literally two minutes later is like, "Oh, I miss him." 
Really? Really, Homer? You miss him? Why? You just like were... you were just screaming about how much you hated him. You were li- like screaming bloody murder, like like the worst things you could possibly yell at your own child. Now you suddenly, now that you're rid of him, now you want him back. Like, are you? It's like it, you're not a character. You're just like a you're a cartoon, and it and we have just a a a incredible amount of bits where they're long. And they reuse the same, like that Homer bit with Bart in the car and teetering on a cliff. It's just reusing the same clip over and over and over again. The bit with Flanders singing Joseph of the Technicolor Dreamcoat, he's just walking to different, it's just a still shot of him walking between windows and singing the same song where Marge and Lisa just sit there. This bit with Homer driving in the car, it's the same. It's like incredibly, like visually boring. Like it's just like these long scenes of a episode where you clearly use that time to like advance character and push story and write meaningful dialogue instead you just get like long scenes of homer driving in a car and suddenly saying oh i've missed bart like why Uh makes no sense and what makes even less sense is when homer gets back to the 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 child prison center bart is already making progress and thinking oh this is exactly what i needed to have me uh you know turn my life around no no oh man yeah so yeah homer get homer there's and that's all there is left in this episode is homer drives back to the camp bart is chopping wood again a long scene of just bart chopping wood Mm-hmm. And just talking to himself. Like, oh, I feel better. I'm feeling in nature. Um, so Bart is chopping wood. Feels good. Homer comes back to pick him up. And we get the end of the episode. Finally. I've learned so much in my three hours here. I don't have to play pranks to feel good. I can just listen to the gentle rhythms of nature. Stupid horse! It's a deer crossing! Wipe the blood off the windshield and get in the car, boy. Dad? Son, I'm doing something I should have done a long time ago. Taking you to Vegas! I'm going to order steak dinner and eat it on the toilet. And don't you try to stop us. Actually, we were going to call you, Mr. Simpson. Your credit card was declined. Try this one! I'm in jail, and I need $10,000 bail. Hurry! Uh, Marge, me and Bart got in a fight with this really uncool pit boss, and now we're in Nevada State Prison. Also, I don't know where Bart is. If you see him, say hey! Uh, well, Maggie, I always knew it would someday boil down to just you and me. I'll look for work in the morning. And the episode is over, and we're done talking about it. We're not done talking about it, Matt. Oh, but, but... It is over, though. You're right. You're half Thank right. God. Because this ending, it offends me. This episode offends me. And it doesn't offend me because of, like, mean jokes that are targeting minorities, or, you know, it's not transphobic or homophobic. It's, it, it, it's not... Char- like, it offends me because this might be the laziest episode The Simpsons ever written. We've At least one we've covered. Yeah, so far. Um, like it, like there's no rhyme or reason for anything that happens. There's no, there's no through line 
to for anything that happens in this episode. There's no reasons. They literally just wrote crap down in in put the scenes in some sort of rough order, and that's it. And I, it, like, as a person, as a writer, as a person who loves the best Simpsons, loves it more than any television show ever, loves it more than most media ever, who centered my life around it, the fact that you work for the show and you write this and you put your someone some person they're willing to put their name on this and that, that is just to be watched by millions of people and maybe most of them don't care when most people watch don't feel like it the way i do but it, it is just absurd by the end of this episode where it it it, it feels like me like just watching it makes me feel upset it makes me feel like sick to my stomach because this whole episode, like, here, we're just going to get in it here. Let's just do this, Matt. So I'm going to, you don't even have to ask me the question today. We're just going to do it. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Uh-huh. We're just going to get into quick fix. Like, fix this episode. Because that is what we're going to be talking about when I, when I talk about this. Because it's, it's, it's easy. It's so simple. This, pl- this this story is not a difficult one to plot out, and yet they go to incredible lengths to avoid it, to subvert, to 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 to, to avoid it, to just I don't know every single step along the way where they could focus on the story or the character or making anything meaningful, they instead do the opposite, and it and it, like at a certain point you have to go, did they do this on purpose? Because that's what it feels like. It feels like they purposely wrote a bad episode. Because this last scene, where we have a moment where Bart is at this camp chopping wood and says, you know what? I feel good already. A few hours in at this camp, I already feel better. And I do, maybe I can change and be a better kid and not cause mayhem and, and mischief. And then you have a Homer drive up. Kill a horse. You know... Hit a horse, not kill it. Hit a horse. Matt, Matt, Matt. That horse is dead. Uh huh. What's come on? I mean, obviously, <laughs> but we don't know that for sure. Matt, horses are like, hey, horses, beautiful, lovely animals. They're the most fragile, like, animal in the world. Like, he, they break their leg once. They might as well. You, you can't. You can't keep. They literally cannot stay alive. Like it, it, it's bad. Like they will live in pain for the rest of their lives. If they break a leg one time and Homer's car is covered in blood, covered in blood. You're telling maybe me that horse is fine. You, you tell me that horse is OK. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's maybe the blood of somebody else's. OK, Mr. Simpsons. Writer, how about Some you guys? Shut up? How about you shut up, Mr. Simpsons? Writer? How about that? Uh, <laughs> the horse is fine. Shut up. Horse is fine. <laughs> Kills a horse and takes Bart away from the thing that's making him better. And they go to Vegas. And then we get this coda where Lisa and Maggie are alone at the house. Marge is in prison. Homer's in jail. Doesn't know where Bart is. And that's how we end this episode. He's somewhere in jail with him. No, Matt, no. Bart's not in jail, is he? He said Bart and I are in Nevada State Prison. I thought he said... We get, Bart and I got in a fight. I am in jail. I don't know where Bart is. Oh, I, I heard him say we're in Nevada State Prison. I don't. Children don't go to prison, Matt. 
I don't know what to like. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm just saying. I'm assuming they all got arrested, and then uh, Bart went to juvie. Homer went to adult prison. You don't go to. You go to jail when you get arrested. You don't go to prison. Um, right, not right. I away. mean, I assume Homer's already in prison. Oh, I mean, Marge is in prison, but she got arrested prior, so maybe they. She went through the entire court system already, and is now in prison for ten years for selling for selling prescription drugs illegally. Mm-hmm. But here, fix this episode, Matt. It's the easiest fix in the whole world. Get rid of it? No, 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 no. That's the that is what's so frustrating with me with this episode. Where like, no, you don't need to get rid of it. I think the story is sound. This plot is actually really good. Like the premise is really good. If they followed mm-hmm. through with it, if they at, at any moment, like they don't, but the premise is there and it's really sound. It it makes the per- most perfect sense in the entire world. Where. You start off the episode, you can literally start it mostly the same way, where Bart and Milo's get into trouble, uh, cause a lot of destruction through, and, and to be fair, like, Bart in this doesn't, isn't malicious. No, he's uh, trying to make pranks and stuff. I mean, he, go, he, he wants to explore the steam tunnels. Like, that's, at first, that's all he wants to do is just, like, explore this weird space that he's never got to see. And as a child, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, of course he wants to do that. Like, that's so many kids' movies start with a kid wants to explore a weird a place that they're not allowed. Like, that's perfectly good. That's perfect. And the only reason all that Steam stuff happens is because there's just, he's in a room, him and Milhouse. And this is like, again, why this first act has promise and could be fine, uh, despite its problems, is like, oh, he's in a room filled with valves. And it's like in a room when you're in a room full of buttons. You want to push one. Mm-hmm. Even though you're not supposed to. You're like, oh, but what right. happens if I push this button? Can I push a button, please? I want to push. I need to push a button. And so you pick an innocuous button. And in this case, Bart picks what he thinks is the smallest of the valves. And it'll be fine. He turns it, and then it sets off a chain reaction, and everything explodes. The whole school swamped. It's cartoonish, and they waste, they take too much time with it. But it ma- it works to set up the story where okay bart this is again a long line of bart causing mischief we need to get we need to set him straight so we're going to send him to this harsh camp where they set kids straight uh and they they'll they'll, they'll make sure that they turn into upstanding members of society and you don't do what the episode does in this case where you like have this like lovely brochure you need a video and i think you need it needs to be a, a scary place. Not a place Bart is like, I don't want to go. It has to be a place that Bart is afraid because it looks miserable. It looks like they're going to hurt him. Like it's going to be punishing. That's yeah, what Bart's fake bravado can, it can. He can start out saying, oh, I'm not scared. I'm not scared. But the more he finds out about it, the more he actually is scared. And then the sympathy that Homer develops for him seems more earned. And it it it, it let, makes us empathize with bart because we're like no oh bart didn't really mean any trouble and now he's gonna go to this terrible camp and he's gonna you know it's and you make it as bad as you possibly can and you make it genuinely a place that doesn't seem helpful either like i i think that's their intent is to make like oh this camp actually doesn't actually help kids all it does is punish them it's just putting them putting them in jail effectively and to help him you actually need to spend time with him and give him attention and and i and ultimately that would be the episode is homer is forced to drive him to this camp 
I would not make it a no-fly list. I would say they can't afford plane tickets or something much more innocuous. No-fly list is so right. stupid. It's the dumbest joke. I hate it. It's like, literally, it's like like 19, 1982, the worst stand-up comedy, where it's like, oh, I took my seatbelt off, and now the plane has to turn around. Um, That's the story. The story is Homer and Bart go on this road trip to this camp, and throughout it, Homer is angry at Bart because he's he has to go do this and he's tired of Bart causing trouble and Bart's upset because he has to go he's going taken to this camp against his wishes and he doesn't want to and you can have escape attempts but they're not going to take up this much time in the episode they like they literally just spend time with Homer chasing Bart and Bart saving Homer from going off cliffs like why is this in this episode why is this so ridiculous like you can and they have hardship and Bart maybe tries to find ways to get away from Homer, but it's never, it's not substantial. Most of the time is going to be spent Homer and Bart together having conversation with small, meaningful conversations about why Bart actually does, why Homer is upset about it and Homer learning about his son and how to stop his son from behaving this way. And through kindness and empathy and talking to Bart, he understands why Bart acts the way he does and maybe sees a lot of Bart in himself. And Bart early on has that bit where he's like, Homer, where's the where where's the 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 carefree Homer? Where's the fun loving Homer? And Homer has him locked up inside where you could empathize, have those that connection mean something. You have the discussion, the dialogue mean something. And you have Homer having this the conflict is homer going but no he needs to go to this camp He's, he needs to go to the camp and bart going no i don't need to go and by the time they get to the camp you have like it's so easy man it's so easy it is just the easiest scene in the world to write where they get to the camp and bart is is and 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 homer's like well we're here and bart's going like, well all right and bart is about to go into the camp and as a, just as they close the door, just as they're about to close the these the chain link fence and lock it, Homer mm-hmm. shows up, stops them, takes Bart. End of episode. Or small coda. End of episode. It's like it's so easy. Homer and they have a little moment where Homer goes, "No, I you don't need to go to that camp." And and Homer has a human moment. He's not Captain Wacky. And there's you can ha- like it's simple. Like sure. The jokes in between are hard because you have to write them for for these moments of them stopping at a roadside diner of maybe don't include Stavros hitting Homer in the butt with a frying pan. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, it's it's just like you can have this fun, like Bart on the road style stuff where they stop in play, weird, wacky places and they both they they encounter weird characters. We have fun. But all the time you're embracing and reinforcing the story. And for God's sake, don't have Marge still be a drug dealer. Like, what? And in the episode with Maggie and Lisa, now, alone. They don't even, it's just, a, like, remember when we watched DOS Bus, Matt? Unfortunately. I know, you don't like DOS Bus. Um, the DOS Bus ending, where they, they just kind of have... I mentioned this then, I think, and I mentioned it multiple times since, where they have an ending and they go, oh, uh, you know, someone saves him. Let's say Mo. You know, it it is that flippant non-ending where, like, they don't actually show us what happens. They just go, yeah, the, it, don't worry about it. 
they're fine. And I was I was fine with that because it was functionally the first time they did it, where they're like they you know and that you can have that gag and do it. But how many times have you done it since DOS Bus? Two dozen times, at least. At least. It's probably more than that, honestly. That's me kind of like trying to lowball two dozen times where they just go oh this is the ending episode we're not going to try and return to the status like it's so oftentimes like the crutch is like well we can't we have to return to the status quo we can't make substantial change what is this then tell me what this is where the end of the episode is marge is in prison homer is in prison Bart is missing and lisa is alone with maggie saying she's gonna get a job tomorrow she's an eight-year-old girl what is this then what is this matt i'm literally i don't know this is not me like doing like oh mr simpson's writer bit where i know the answer i honestly don't know what this is is this a joke Mm -hmm. supposedly like i legitimately i'm asking like there's multiple times in this episode where i like do they really think that that, like did they write this because they think it's funny yes they do they think oh uh, Lisa is basically a stand-in for a real adult, and now it's time she had to do all that because the rest of her family is so incredibly irresponsible. But that's not true, Matt. Marge, Marge, they literally have to write Marge as Ralph Wiggum to make it work. Like, it is mm-hmm. ba- like it's baffling. I hate this episode, Matt. I hate it. And maybe it's not as, quote-unquote, bad as some of the other episodes we've watched, but mm-hmm. I really do hate it. Yeah, it's just awful in all different ways. I don't shame. That's what I I'm, I feel like a uh, Game of Thrones. Like we should be ringing bells. <laughs> oh, I mean, you're not wrong, but that's sad. I mean, that's what like, come on, that's what we should be. <sighs> okay, we can. That's enough for that. We'll rank it. I didn't. I never said we'll rank it in the show. We'll rank it in the show. It's not going to be good. Um, we can move on to our next. I mean, it's time for comments of the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Uh, Comps News Group is where I ask for some uh, some reviews from our patrons. What they feel about the episode. Um, generally, they were much more positive than we were men. <laughs> which is not... Which I'm is, shocked. Which is usually the opposite. Uh, yeah. No, mm, no, lately, they've probably been roughly the same as us. But this one, they're absolutely more positive than we are. Uh, first from yeah. old painty, can- old painty can Joey Jojo Junior Shrabadoo Schnrub. Um, there's some stuff in this episode that drives me nuts, like the cruelty, the overly long gags, and the B story that just sort of peters out. I like that this is an honest to goodness episode about Homer and Bart's relationship, the things that lead them to make one another crazy, but also where they get one- they get one another to even love each other in their own slanted way. There's some questions of enablement and issue here that are probably too serious for a half hour sitcom to deal with, but if nothing else, I like what this one's trying to do. And I appreciate its willingness to interrogate the good and bad home, uh, the good and bad of Homer and Bart as father and son. Also, imagine that Robbie will hate the ending, but I kind of love Lisa's blase. We both knew this day would come. Reaction to the latest dose of Simpsons insanity. Well, you're right about me hating it. <laughs> you're one hundred percent correct. Yep. Uh, next from Derek, a pretty unremarkable, forgettable episode. It's a shame because on one hand, it is nice to see the show attempt to return to Homer of old, frustrated with his lot in life. But after years of him being characterized as Captain Wacky, the sudden switch back just feels off and doesn't ring true. The B-plot is a waste of time. We've had another episode where they just couldn't be bothered to write an editing. I really do think this is a season where Zombie Simpsons begins in earnest. There's this pervasive soullessness becoming ever more palpable that wasn't present in the previous teen seasons. Despite terrible episodes, there was at least a feel to the show. But now even that is fading. Uh, fair enough. From Mark. 
Uh, this is probably the best one for season 17 so far. Yeah, that's not saying much for season 17, but I do enjoy a Barton Homer episode. Planner was singing the Joseph song worked for me. I know it was Daft, but I it was uh, I was actually bad laughing. Probably a typo there. Same with Bart and Homer with a car. I like the end with Lisa and the answer machine because she's absolutely right. It was ahead. It was uh, go always going to end up being her or Maggie. Overall, not a bad episode. By far from one of the best, though. Uh, from Benjamin. This is pr- going pretty well until the garage sale. I find it hard to believe that Marge wouldn't realize how bad it is to sell prescription medication. That in the way... Uh, hey, too, us too. That in the way too long. Flanders song. The Homer and Bart plot was pretty good. It felt mostly genuine. It got rid of the B plot and let the A plot have a little longer rather than a very quick transition from Bart saving Homer to Bart at camp to Homer is back to get Bart. Best one of the season so far by default. 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 Best two words. Yeah. Next up, Tim. This episode is another one for which the viewership was teased with a good plot, this time involving Homer and Bart. Seeing the restaurant where they mocked the goody two-shoots father-son combo led me to think this would easily be the best of season 17. But, as all too often happens, there are 20 more minutes to fill. Main competition seems to be between what there will be more of, unnecessary secondary plots, or questions about the main plot. Did I miss something, or was the camp Bart was headed to given no real details? Still, there were enough good moments here to make me project a ranking of 267. Oh, Tim. Oh, Tim. I've got some... This is not going to be in the 200s. I... There's no way. Not going to happen. Uh, next from JJ. I want to get the bad, the bad stuff out of the way first. Another suicide joke. Homer hitting a horse with his car. Marge holding the idiot ball and selling expired drugs. And another lazy DOS bus style ending. Everything else, else I thought was okay or legitimately good. I liked all the Homer and Bart relationship stuff. And this is the first episode of season 17 to actually make me laugh a few times. Some unsavory gags and the thankfully small B-plot drag it down. But this is probably the best episode of season 17 so far. Which isn't exactly impressive, but still, uh, from Aaron, wacky inciting incident, throwaway most suicide jokes, a subplot that begins 10 minutes into the show, it must be season 17. Admittedly, this one is better than the previous 10, but that's not saying much. It was nice to have the real comptroller back. <laughs> that's true. Call out to comptroller Atkins. Yeah. Yeah. He's back, man. Comptroller Atkins, he's back. In pog form? In... No, I'm sorry. He's in Scottsdale. Aww, he's in Scottsdale. Uh, finally, from Lauren, uh, this is super long, so feel free to not read it on the air or paraphrase it if you wish. Now, we're gonna, I really like your answer, Lauren, so we're gonna read this whole thing. Uh, this is my show, so I can do what I want. Uh, Mr. Robbie asked Mr. Matt a lot of poignant questions regarding last week's episode that I didn't think about, so I realized it completely turned off my brain when I watched the season 17 Simpsons. I tried to actually pay attention to this episode. I have a lot of questions and comments. You have been warned. Homer is an alcoholic, so are Lenny and Carl alcoholics, too? If not, why are they drinking while Bart is in school, a.k.a. the middle of the day? Why would Bart choose going into a steam room over the th- other things in the desk? Uh, of course there had to be a bow-suicide joke. Can a school decide to put Bart in a discipline school without the parents' submission? Pretty sure the parents have to agree to it. Did Homer and Marge agree? We have no idea. Cool. Homer is 38? Since when? So he was 28 when Bart was born? But wasn't Marge and Homer high school sweethearts? I know they had Bart several years after high school, but now we are supposed to believe they waited 10 years and Bart was an accident? I thought Homer was in his early to mid-30s. Flanner's quote-unquote joke took way too long. I usually enjoy the character, but I wanted to slap him with a record. Why would you put medication out in a yard sale? Marge is not stupid, so there's no way she would do this. Maybe understand your character for having her do something incredibly stupid and reckless. Why is Lenny riding an elephant on a roller coaster ride? Does an elephant make it more fun? 
seem to be animal well, of course, cruelty. It's Vegas. Those are the kind of things you do. In we didn't even mention the call to Vegas where Lenny is riding a roller coaster with an elephant and showgirls, yeah. and it ends with them crashing into a giant vending uh, a slot machine and winning a lot of money, a lot of coins. It's so stupid. Uh, sorry, back to Lord. So the camp was run by who? What was its mission purpose? I thought it was essentially a military camp. No. When was that established? Duct taping Bart's mouth is okay? Did there really have to be a cliff? Was it necessary? The Homer Bart gag wasn't funny and went on way too long where Bart is picking up and putting down the bump of the car. I know it's on an incline, but he's a 10-year-old boy, so I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be able to pick it up. Also, screaming that you're going to literally kill your child and threaten them in that way is not funny. Why was Maggie in her high seat? How long had she been there? Was she fed? Changed? Lisa's getting a job? How when she's eight? Homer doesn't know where Bart is, so a 10-year-old is lost in Las Vegas? Should we care about these children? Also, what happens after the parents make bail? Both will go to jail for at least 10 years, right? Homer for assault and Marge for drug possession and distribution. There's so many unanswered questions that when examined cause a lot of issues with the plot. Overall opinion, because I put more thought into it, took a lot out of it, there was much to begin with. There were a few good gags like Ralph's joke and Lisa's interaction with a dog. The plot flowed better than it was in the, in the past few episodes, so there, there are a few positive things. It was better than last week's. Low bar, am I right? Mostly. It was just okay. Lauren's getting there, Matt. She's starting. To, it's like a, It's like a Neo. In the Matrix, she's oh, yes. she's you beginning can see the code all around. Yeah, you. she's beginning to understand that first fight with Agent uh, Agent mm-hmm. Smith. Yeah, um, but that's yeah, that is like that 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 I think that I I included. I just read that whole thing because I feel like that is an accurate portrayal of my mind when I'm watching these season seventeen Simpsons episodes. Where this is where I'm at. Where I'm just like, yeah. well, wait a minute, what? Yeah, like when there is. And it's not like these questions don't exist for Golden Year Simpsons. Like, a lot of the time, if you really watch them and, like, pointed out plot holes and stuff like CinemaSins or whatever, you would find a lot of them. But you don't care because the main story and the main, main character arcs are really tight, tight and solid. And the jokes are so good and so clever and so nuanced. But when they don't know those things are there, you're just left with plot holes and nonsense and characters acting strangely carrying 88 balls all right matt we're done with that are we ready we're, we're ready we're gonna move on to our next segment right, it's time for the listener question of the week let's try one more number <gasps> yellow kbbl is gonna give me something stupid well hot dog we have a wiener yellow our listener question of the week this week is what is your favorite william h macy show or movie uh, a lot of a lot of answers I I thought were predictable, but some that surprised me, and I I like those and I like those a lot. Matt, take it away. All right, our first uh, response is from Andy. Oh geez, it's his role as Jerry Lundegaard. Oh geez, sorry, <clears throat> that's right. Oh geez, it's his role as Jerry <laughs> Lundegaard in Fargo. That movie came out in 1996, but still holds up. Uh, Matt, Matthew, I, uh, Matt, I'm going to say I appreciate your your dedication. To get the OGs, right? Got to get that Minnesota, South yeah. Dakota, wherever it is accent. Uh, out yeah, I mean, it's sure. northern, it's, it's mi- northern Midwest, Southern Canada. Oh, geez. Exactly. Oh, geez. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so let's see here. Uh, where was uh, Matthew? Uh, his arc as a ratings consultant on Aaron Sorkin's Sports Night. Uh, from Lauren, admission, I didn't know who he was, and I haven't seen many movies he was in. Uh, out of the list I saw on Wikipedia, I have to go with Seabiscuit, which I have never seen. Didn't know he was in. You've never seen Seabiscuit? Uh, 
I haven't. It's, it's about a horse, Robbie. I, I don't. Like, I don't <laughs> no, like man, that's not fair. Um, it's about the horse and the history and all the people. The horse is true. Yes, I, I know. I know. Okay. okay. Anyway, uh, from Tim, Sports Night was a criminally underrated show, and I'll go with that. Word to the wise, laugh tracks are impressive, and I'm glad the store cutting company did away with that after a few episodes. Uh, very true. Uh, from Derek, Jurassic Park 3. I think I prefer it to the second one. Is that sacrilege? I feel like that's sacrilege, but just, uh, I just love me some Spinosaurus. I, I mean, mean, that was definitely a new one. I, I don't think it's sacrilege to prefer it to number two. Two is... It was bad. Two is not good. I mean, three is... I think I, like, I think I agree that three is better. Three is just... Lean, it leans more into the campiness. It leans more into, like, the schlock. Well, two is like, no, it's very... We're, this is just like number one. I'm like, no, number one was a, like a almost a near perfect movie number two is bad yeah it's real a bad. little girl does g- gymnastics and kicks to kick a raptor <sighs> raptor in the face yeah okay we're gonna forget about that uh go to rich uh he doesn't have a massive role but he's fantastic in boogie nights the movie shows how the cast and creatives in the porn industry handle a difficult transition from the late 70s to the 80s and how the excesses they enjoy the beginning catch up with them macy's character is a ticking time bomb a boom mic operator married to a porn actress who finally loses patience with her constant sleeping with let's say more physically imposing men i won't spoil what happens but his resolution is the hard turn into a darker second half and it's depicted in an unforgettable long take disgruntled sad sack macy at his best uh, I, I want to give Rich some small. Let's get applause I, for your phrasing. It's, I, I appreciate right, it. Right, right. Yep, that is very, good. very well written. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, from at El Columbia 88, I binged Shameless over the last year and it is amazing. Frank is hilarious. Uh, from at Zach Babbins, he may not be the star, but Thank You for Smoking is one of my favorites. Very true. Criminally underrated movie. Uh, from at Psychomorian, Fargo, of course. There's no other answer. Matt, Matt, uh, from at White. Hey, Matt. Mm. Look, mm. Go back to that last one. The look at the sorry sycamore there you go you got it names here matt here here here, matt just Uh maybe just read them (laughs) nah nah, i'm good uh from matt wastecast regrettably have not seen him in much but i thought he gave a good performance in room also shout out to the english dub of wind rises for his voice work i don't know what wind rises is that sounds great you don't haven't seen is the wind rises the wind or the wind rises it's i mean it's a ghibli movie it's it's it's, oh really okay yeah it's about the guy who made um the aircraft designer who made the ended up making oh. the fighter the fighter planes that fought for japan in world war ii um it huh. but, but that's at the end of the movie uh most of right. it is his personal life and stuff it has really i i think the thing i mean obviously it's beautiful it's a ghibli movie the animation is gonna be great um but it's very the, famous voice actors in it. <laughs> no i mean that's the they they do really good on the, the western casting for the english yeah. english actors but um, the sound design, at the wind rises, is actually the thing I appreciate the most. Like, there's lots of they use. Um, my wife would be upset at me because I don't know the word to this, but <laughs> they use uh people's voices to create atmospheric sound in various scenes, and it's really impressive how it works. Cool, love it. I will definitely check it out. Hey, there are too many Ghibli movies I haven't seen. What? All right. Wait a minute. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Now, Matt, you you what? you keep saying, "Oh, let's hurry, let's get through this episode." But then you you bring up these things like you haven't seen all the Ghibli movies. Like, what what Ghibli movies have you seen? Uh I haven't seen um the 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 Kiki's one. What? I haven't seen Night of Totoro. I haven't seen a lot of them. Okay. What? I've seen Pinyo and what? No. Uh, whoa, whoa, wait. No. Ponyo, Matt. Ponyo. Ponyo, sorry, Ponyo. Ponyo. Uh, <laughs> not not I've my seen, native language. Thanks. I've very seen Ponyo. 
Hey, screw you. Screw you. I'm going to keep going. From at, yes, it's Aaron. Yeah, Fargo seems to be the right answer, but ER is just behind. From at Tommy Harmon, nothing can top Frank Gallagher and Shameless for me. Uh, from at Mizukowski, uh, I would have instantly answered Jurassic Park 3 because that is what I recognize him from, but I did not know he was one of the stars in B-Movie. That is the clear choice. Obviously, you're correct on that one. Uh, from at D12 Connor, Easy Fargo, such a classic and incredible film. Robbie, what is your choice? <laughs> My answer is Pino. <laughs> oh, I hate you so much. I'm leaving. I've seen Pino. I'll, I, I will just forfeit my, my trivia if I don't have to listen to you anymore. You really meant this episode so miserable, but you really, you've, you've solved it. You made me feel so much better just uh-huh. when you're <laughs> seeing Pino. Um, my answer actually is one that no one answered, but it's a little surprising. Um, Mystery Men. I love Mystery Men. It's a really silly, goofy movie. Probably the only movie that features Ben Stiller as a protagonist that I like. <laughs> oh, that's true. Most of the time, I don't like him as the leading role, but I, Mystery Men is just full of a lot of those, uh, I don't know, Hank Azaria is in that too, I believe, right? He, uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so there's another, I've got another Simpsons alum in there, but um, Mystery Men's great. Matt, what's your answer? Uh, I have to go with Fargo, uh, again, uh, because I, I appreciated him in Jurassic Park 3. Um, I never watched Shameless or ER. I need to um, watch Shameless. And... I think that's what I've come away with. So I should probably watch Shameless. I probably like it. Yeah, everyone seems to like that show a lot. Um, so that works out. Uh, but, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Fargo. Uh, but the B-movie, obviously, close second, because that is <laughs> that is an acid trip of a movie that I don't think many people realize. <laughs> I mean, Fargo is also, like, I don't know. I don't. It is not my favorite Coen Brothers movie, but Fargo is like nearly a perfect film. You know, like it's it it is it's an incredible movie. Um, I just like my 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 little place in my heart for Mystery Men. Um, well, yeah. Uh, you know, it's no Pino. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> not that funny. You just got my you just got my hit my funny bone, Matt. I don't maybe it's just I'm just so like upset by this episode that I just needed up some uh-huh. laughter. <laughs> you broke me. I can't uh-huh. I think this episode's what broke you. <laughs> it might be. Just like you just you just you just like it this this episode wiped my mind clean and you just settled in with pin. <laughs> uh next week's question. What is the, your favorite movie that takes place in Las Vegas? I don't know. That seems like a fun question that popped in my head, so I went with it. How's that sound, Matt? All right. Sounds right to me. Okay. And that's uh, next week's question. I posted on our social media. It's Twitter at, so, at SimpsonsShowPod. You can email us at SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com. Uh, and you can find the question on our Patreon. I post it publicly on there as well. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am the smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. Matt, I think, has a lead on me. I don't, I don't want to, like, if I don't look at it, it doesn't happen, right, Matt? Mm-hmm. As long as I keep my, if I avert my eyes, oh, no, you have a six-point lead. That's how that works. You have a six-point lead. I don't, is, can we... Can we do something about that? Can I don't we... know. I, I feel like my questions there are pretty easy, so You say that every week, Matt. We'll I, see. Every week I get one 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 two. Um uh-huh. you ready for an easy question, Matt? I am ready, sir. These are off a of Bart on the Road. 
Where? Interesting choice. Where, I mean, a road trip. There's a road trip in this. Yeah. It's not true, very true. good. Good one. Bar on the Road is like 10,000 times better than we're on the road to Delaware, but <laughs> there is a road trip in both of them. Your easy question. Where do Bart and the boys take a road trip to? Knoxville, Tennessee. Home of the Wig Sphere. That's right. All right. Your question. This is since our new episode review for this week was about yet another Simpsons future episode, but this one actually almost kind of good. Uh, <laughs> in Bart to the Future, who was the president before Lisa? Donald Trump. Uh, that is unfortunately correct. Quite a budget crunch. Yeah. Uh, your immediate question, Matt. Where is the National Grammar Radio taking place? Is Canada good enough or... Nope. Okay. Uh, let me think some more then. Um, I believe it's Toronto then. Sorry, Matt. Oh. It is the explicitly what they all, all the kids say is at the Sheraton Hotel in Canada. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. How did I miss that? It's at the Sheraton Hotel. Oh, God, I love that in, episode even more. At the Sheraton Hotel in Canada. You know, the one. That's what I thought. I was trying to remember a city, and I'm like, <laughs> they don't say a city in that episode. It's, you know, right, the one. It's that one hotel, the Sheraton. Mm -hmm. What is the incredibly offensive name of the brother of the Native American casino owner that shows Bart the future? Oh, Matt, why would you do this to me? Why are you going to make me say bad things out loud? Um, <laughs> maybe I'll just get it wrong so you have to say it out loud. Um... I mean, it's not offensive to say. It's just offensive to think about the whole situation. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. Um, I know it, it is a. I know it is a gambling. It's like a very uh, stereotypical Native American name, but instead of about horses or whatever that you know you'd see in old westerns, it is like gambling related. Um, I I don't know, Matt. What's the answer? It is crazy talk, of course. Crazy talk. I don't. Mm -hmm. Wasn't there another? I don't. I don't want to think about if there was another more offensive thing in that episode because there probably was. Your <clears throat> your hard question. Skinner books his vacation with who? Uh, uh, I don't know. If there, I have no idea. It is a. I think I want to say that it is the airline that he's talking to because he's talking. He's arguing about plane tickets. Um. But yeah, I I booked the I specifically asked him not to have the kosher meal. I booked the one thing uh, Saturday morning, not Friday morning. Yes, remember when you had to book pl flights with a phone? Uh, no, I thankfully I never flew in a time before the internet. Thank God. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Sky America, Sky Ameroestica is the name of the company <laughs> on this. On you see the you see their their name on the wall behind the lady uh, mm -hmm. who's talking to Skinner. Fair enough. All right. So, uh, what school did Bart drop out of in the future? MIT. Oh, I'm sorry. Is the DeVry Institute? Same thing. In the future, it might be. <laughs> I think. Isn't that the future of 2010 or something I like that? So yes. MIT is yeah. owned by McDonald's or something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Matt and I both did bad uh, this mm -hmm. week. I probably should have known. Crazy talk, at least. But again, I'm my brain has been demolished. It's full of holes. Wouldn't really. I wouldn't suggest it, honestly. Not. Mm -hmm. I would not suggest having your brain full of holes. No, I'm sure it's it's a very difficult. I'm not sure if it's Simpsons that did it, or if it's just me being old. It's possible too. Uh, we'll see. Watching uh, season 17 Simpsons, I can kind of see where having a head full of holes might be advantageous. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Nine Tales all over again. Uh, we can move on to our final segment, the segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. 
Best episode ever. Best episode ever. This is a part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. I hate this episode, Matt. I hate it. It's real bad. Like, I, I, I want to hate it more, but it's not, like, actively offensive, no, so I'm, I just think... No, I hate it. I hate this. I hate I hate this. I don't care. Like, I don't know. This is our list. I can put... I, it's how much... We, how good we think this episode is. I think this episode is miserable. Like... That is true. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, I'm not going to put it below Simpsons Safari or Codependence Day. You know, where Homer... No, 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 it's not, it's not as bad as those, but it is But very, it's going to go somewhere in the 330s, probably. I, it's very, like, I, I think, I don't know, I like, it's in there with the frying game and Old Yeller Belly and Bart Mangled Banner, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Guest Star. It's in that area, right above, like, the truly bad, the worst of the worst is Bonfire of the Mantis and below. And I would not put it down there, but... I just messed up our list a little bit. Okay, I but it's in that next category up. This episode offends me. Like it's just the laziest, the most like blatant, like nothing. There's nothing in this episode. Like some of these episodes like are have bad stuff in them, but they have stuff. Mm-hmm. There's just nothing in this episode. It's not. It is nothing. I could have written this in ten minutes. Like literally, I I am not the best writer in the world you don't have to be a good writer to write dan castellano improvs yelling at bart because that's a minute of this episode is just going hey dan yelled at bart and threatened to hurt him do it for a minute we're going to record it or ned flanders sings while marge and lisa stare at him he sings a song that's already existing like Mm -hmm. they didn't write a song for ned to sing they just say Ned they sings. Shouldn't. Ned finds an old album of his and sings it for a minute. Hey, that's the way you take up some time. Homer drives his car. We follow him. Camera pans up to shoot from above, and then we applaud our own camera work, which is what they do. They literally they shoot Homer car from the from uh from the sky down, and then they go, "Man, I bet." I look, and Homer literally says out loud, "Man, I look that. I bet that looked cool from above." No, not really, Homer. Yep. It's not that cool looking. It, it's just a car. You're still just doing the same thing for a minute of time. It makes me so upset. Um, <clears throat> um, okay, let's let's start with the screaming pillar, Matt. Our friend of the show, Andrew Bloom. Uh, if I if we it's put, worse than that. Okay, if we put it below, it's good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you agree with me. Um, he's gonna meet. He's gonna text me like on Tuesday. He's gonna say. <laughs> frying game. He's gonna get angry that I we're putting this below frying game. I guarantee it. Um, hey, that's fine. He's allowed to. I, I, he can. He, he can be this angry. Episode this episode. Is, this episode. How bad? It's so bad. Um, old Yeller Belly is below the frying game. Uh, yeah, definitely below that. Um, I think it's worse than Bart Mayo Banner. Honestly, I would put it right above Bonfire of the Manatees. That one is just so bizarrely strange that I think it can beat this one out. But it's definitely worse than Father, Son, and the Holy Guests are. It's worse than Heartbroken Kid. I mean, and then right beneath Bonfire of the Manatees are the actively offensive ones that uh, they go at the very bottom of everything. I don't know. Heartbroken Kid has a fat camp in it, man. I don't know. That makes me real mad. Has a fat camp in it? Heartbroken Kid? Heartbroken Kid. Home, Bart, Bart goes to oh, the fat that camp. Oh, that one. Yeah. Um, I'm hesitant. I mean, it does yeah. misuse Albert Brooks. Terribly. I thought that was, I'm thinking dude where's my ranch. That's also I mean they're they're both very bad. 
uh don't get me wrong Doom ranch is only it's like seven spots up um but i i mm. think i would still put heartbroke kid below uh this yeah I, you're right i was i that fat camp stuff oh boy i yeah. got real mad i'm still now thinking about it it makes me mad again so that tells you how much i don't like it i would say this is above heartbroke kid um father son the holy guest star Oof. catholic priests child molestation i think this is also better than that i think i think this is better than the father the son the holy guest star i like i you know i do like uh i like uh you know qui-gon jinn as much as the next guy but i i think you think this is better than that yeah i do largely because of like the fact that they have just that that molestation, that pretty small station joke, just sexual assault joke, just right in there. Uh, Robbie, why do you have to keep reminding me of horrible things? I, it's, I, we, this is, we are doing, this is our, effectively, Matt, we're doing archival work, okay? That's what I think of it as, okay? You, a lot of the time you go, this episode's terrible, let's just get through it. But, in archivist's work, it doesn't matter how good or bad the art is, okay? It's their job to preserve it, and put it in its proper context and if it's terrible that they have to deal with it and i think that i mean that's what we're doing i think this episode's terrible and it's lazy and empty but i think father son the holy guest star is uh, worse minor slightly worse i'd rather watch this again than the father of the son the holy guest star yeah i think bar i i think it's below i put it right a right below bart mangled banner and right above the father of the son the holy guest star that's true that's true is that okay that works for me I mean, this is it's that's bottom ten, I think, right? Yeah, it's definitely bottom ten. That's the that's the tenth worst episode of all time. Now would be mm-hmm. we're on the road to nowhere, which also them implicating my favorite Talking Heads song. Why would why why do you got to do that? Mm-hmm. Why you got to reference a thing I like in a thing I don't like? Simpsons, Matt. Why why do they do this? Because they like those things too, and by putting them in the show they think they're honoring them when um they're not at all uh so that's a new number 337 on the list right below bart mangle banner right above the father the son and the holy guest star a new number 146 on the post golden years ranking there is one question matt one question we have left to answer and that question is do we shoot this episode out of the cannon There, uh, yes, there's no reason for this to be in the yeah, cannon. We, there's no, we don't need to debate this. Fire the cannon. It's the empty, like, the problem is, Matt, this episode's so empty, it probably won't even go very far. It'll probably just get blown into smithereens. Like, the sheer force of being fired will just make it evaporate, disintegrate into nothing. Indeed. It'll just rain down on us. Um, so, goodbye, forever, Road to Nowhere. We can move go back to the top of the list as we work our way down, establishing what is and is not a part of the canon. Right now, a part of our Simpsons canon, I guess I should say. Um, for any of you who are going to, you know, badly describe it to Simpsons writers on Twitter, <laughs> that's happened. People uh-huh. are, people are snitch tagging us and badly describing our segments. That's true. If you're going to snitch tag us, Actually, please... Actually, you cowards. If you're going to snitch tag us, please describe them accurately. Like, tell them what they're actually, what's actually happening. Um, but one, don't, don't snitch tag. Don't do that. 
I don't tag the Simpsons creators in stuff on Twitter. You don't do you don't do it either. Like it's not complicated. Don't do it. It's mean. Like also they don't care for the they, most part. Yeah, that's also don't bother them. Leave them alone. Um Deep Space Homer. Number fifty. Oh, uh, that that that. If anyone touches that episode of Drinking Out of the Cannon, I will hurt somebody. But but, but Matt, incredible. he goes out of space. It is. It's so cartoonish. It's I'm. A, it's impossible. Pretty sure he causes an international incident and almost dies in space, and literally almost dies. The whole episode. I think that's the, okay. And the whole episode is literally describing how Homer is unfit to go to space. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically the, the 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 important like that is literally he only gets in because Barney has a nervous breakdown at the last second. So it's not like they just they just proceed like it's normal. They make a whole that like most episodes about how it doesn't make any sense and Homer pursuing this impossible goal to you know make his son proud of him. It's almost yeah. like there's a theme. Like the episode has something it's about. It's crazy. Oh man, Deep Space Homer is great, Matt. I love Deep Space Homer. It's fantastic. It's really good. Man, bit that bit at the end where Bart writes a hero at the end of on the back of Homer's head. That's so like. It's like perfect. It's like both kind of that mischievous Bart character, but also it shows that he actually does respect his father. Like that's so nice. Yeah. <sighs> um, so that's the absolutely part of the canon. You can find this list on our website, SimpsonShow dot com. Has links to this list, our Twitter, our RSS feed, uh, a link to our Patreon. If you want to help out the show, support the show, help us keep the lights on, and you can become part of our cavalcade of uh, calamity with the comments on news group reviews. You know, try and watch these terrible episodes as we with us. You can. Our next episode, Matt. My yes. fair laddie. I don't remember this at all. Oh no, that's never a good sign. I'll read the first. I'm going to read. It's the short. The first sentence from Wikipedia is relatively short, so I'm going to read it. When Mrs. Pummelhorst, the school gym teacher, announces that she'll be leaving to undergo gender reassignment surgery and will come back as the shop teacher, Mr. Pummelhorst. Coach Krupt, a substitute, takes her place. Every gym class, he has the students play a game called Bombardment, which consists of him throwing dodgeballs at the students. So it doesn't tell me anything about the actual story of the episode. No, that's... Willie is homeless, and then Lisa turns teaches Willie to be sophisticated. Like My Fair Lady. Ah, so, My Fair Lady. My Fair Laddie, it's Willie. Instead of, the, of My Fair Lady, it's Willie becomes a, a, like a sophisticated gentleman. Um... I am not optimistic about this gender reassignment surgery piece of things. But <laughs> You're not, Robbie? Not, not that it won't. I'm not optimistic that it will be used, that they will use a light touch and be sensitive. I assume it will be incredibly offensive. But let's see. Maybe they will surprise me. Maybe. Maybe. There's also a, pair, a lot of song parodies in this, with I assume Laddie and Le well, My Fair Laddie singing them, Willie and Lisa singing these songs. So uh, let's see, we'll see. That's next week. You can watch along with us. Uh, leave us a review if you are part of our uh, our, our patron. Uh, that'll do it for us today, Matt. We're finally done. You happy? Thank goodness. Okay. Oh, so happy. I'm good. I'm I'm glad. I like to make you. I like to make you you happy. Uh, what do we do? I say. You can find, before we go, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, on, uh, it's at Robbie Dorman. That's my name. It's D-O-R-M-A-N, Robbie Dorman. My website is also RobbieDorman.com, which includes links to all my stuff, all my other podcasts, and links to purchase my horror novels. My newest novel, Regrowth, is about a underground underground lab uh, in, in the near future, the world on the brink of collapse with uh, the world's richest man and a scientist researching 
limb regeneration. And like all of Robbie's books, something goes horribly wrong. I mean, it's a horror suspense novel. But yeah, it's absolutely yeah. things go wrong. That's the fun. It's how how bad they get. Uh, there's Akira monsters in it. You never seen the movie Akira, the anime? There's monsters like that on there, and they shoot shoot them with laser guns. You should buy the book and read it. And leave a nice review on Amazon. Um, you can read it for free with Kindle Unlimited. Matt does not participate in social media unless you unless you count one of the twelve tweets he's written. One of which is about the new Simpsons episode. That's true. Uh, how I spend all my time taking care of kittens. I currently have fourteen cats in the house uh, because my wife very much enjoys volunteering for uh, for me to take care of cats and then leaving. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, if you'd like to see any of these cats, uh, you can check them out at Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S, and please, for the love of God, maybe adopt a few. <sighs> There's so many of them, Robbie. So many. If you live in Central Florida, you should absolutely adopt one of, or within driving That's distance true. of Central Florida, you should absolutely <laughs> yeah. adopt one of the cute kittens that Matt and his, his absent wife take care of. She does listen to every single episode, doesn't she, Matt? She does. Okay, that's good. I just want to verify. Uh, that'll do it for us today. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Thank you for watching this. It says... Shh.